Hey everybody, it's your boy Bradley Thompson here and we are back with another episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. We are here at the DX3 conference in Toronto. The DX3 is Canada's biggest retail marketing and tech event and it is awesome. I've been here many times before and this is just another year of just awesomeness, just sheer awesomeness. And you know what? It's two days. I'm here both March 10th and March 11th. So if you're listening to this, you probably, you know, didn't see me or maybe you did see me and maybe we're friends now. But even if you didn't, hopefully you came. If not, come next year because it is an incredible conference. There's a lot of exhibitors that do amazing things, tech products. There's like robots over to my right, which is amazing. Um, And then there's awesome speakers that are actually speaking and just breaking down incredible talks. I've been here a few times before. I've seen the speakers obviously different speakers than in the past. Um, But it was an incredible experience and I truly love it and that's why I'm here today. So make sure you check out DX3 Conference next year, every single year, because they have been crushing it for years. All right, so what am I doing here? What's going on? Basically, I'm here to podcast and speak with some incredible speakers and exhibitors. Who are these speakers? Who are these exhibitors? A lot of them are founders. A lot of them are just crushing the game in their fields. A lot of them are just changing the way that we live our lives, whether it's through technology, food, or just different aspects of life, okay? They're crushing it, and I love it, and I'm so excited to speak with these people. And every single episode is going to bring you a new perspective on these individuals. It is going to be an incredible opportunity, so make sure you listen to this series of podcasts because we are doing it live at the DX3 Conference, and make sure you check it out. Make sure you check out DX3 Conference, dx3canada.com, and also check out Living the Canadian Dream podcast at livingthecanadiandream.com, and you can follow me at I am Brad Thompson, as always. Everybody, we are back. Another episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. Today, I am here with John Kamen from Lift & Co. In the quarantine zone. In the quarantine <laughs> zone. <laughs> we are here. He is the Chief Revenue Officer of Lift & Co. How are you doing today? Uh, great. A little a little surprised, yeah. but otherwise fine. Yeah, how I are know. You? I think everybody is surprised yeah. all across Canada, to be honest. Um, but I'm excited to at least get one episode in here with you. Yeah, for sure. You know, you drove all this way. We get to talk a little bit, <laughs> find out about your story, find out about the company, all that sort of good stuff. Absolutely. Awesome. So, is this your first time at DX3? Uh, I've been to DX3 before. It's been a couple of years. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, it's unfortunately I won't get to experience it today, but yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. That, that's all part of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, your company, yeah, Lift and Co. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Yeah, so Lift, um, I actually kind of describe Lift like the late '90s, that original dot com boom. Yep. You had a whole bunch of very strange businesses that were just sort of a, a bunch of different revenue streams stuck together. Yeah. 
this is in the days before Google or Facebook, so nobody really knew what business models were going to take yet. For sure. Uh, Lyft is a little bit like that. And you think about sort of the cannabis industry, brand new to Canada. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows, you know, how that industry is going to sort of shape up, sort of foundations. Yeah. Uh, so we have built out revenue streams across sort of a number of different fronts. For sure. Um, and that's really sort of been the strategy to this point. You know, yeah. Let's figure out how the industry is going to break and oh, what cool. revenue streams are going to drive. So. Uh, trade shows actually is how we started. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, well, actually, the origin story kind of goes back to nineteen uh, to two thousand fourteen. We mm-hmm. had like a blog site for medical users, okay, uh, so that they could kind of share what worked for them given certain you know conditions or whatever, yeah. what different products were working. Um, so what we so we sort of built that under Lyft.co and then got into events. Uh, okay. So twice a year we host events. They're the largest of their kind in Canada. So it's a consumer end. B2B show. Awesome. Uh, we run one right in this building at the end of May um, awesome. for, for Toronto and then in Vancouver in January. So Awesome. What is that called? What is yeah, that? it's called the Lyft Expo. Okay. Um, so Perfect. it's their consumer days. It's uh, May 29th to 30th. Awesome. Assuming uh, assuming everything is better by then. Yeah, this yeah. This building is open. For sure, yeah. Um, so over the last couple of years, you know, as we've built out a data business, uh, built out a media business, built out events, yeah. you know, it's pretty clear to us as a publicly traded company, if you want to actually drive some results for shareholders, yeah. Um, we've got to build a model that's much more scalable and sort of wide, you know, wide of scale course. than that, yeah. uh, and something that you can export to international markets for sure. as they tip to uh, to legal. Yes. So we've now started to build out a data business. Uh, it's okay. called Cohesion. That's the brand. Okay. Cool. Uh, we built out a platform. It's all based on sort of a Google Looker infrastructure. Okay. And it's bringing really unique consumer insights data to the industry. I love it. So we're partnered with Nielsen, who I know are big supporters of DX3 yeah, just over here. for sure. We actually had them on yesterday. Oh, did you? Cynthia? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Cynthia, yeah. 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 So Cynthia and I are, are super tight. Awesome, and, cool. And uh, yeah, so we're leveraging a lot of their data to build out uh, one-to-one profiles. Love it. Uh, on cannabis consumers cool. and help the LPs better understand how the market is forming, how to segment it, what types of consumers Great. are interested in what types of products. Awesome. That's, yeah. that's amazing. I so love it. So quite the transformation story. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. And it's really cool to see that you have both the online and offline business. Yeah. With like yeah. The, the, the expo and stuff like that. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Again, you know, you've got a war chest of dollars, maybe less so now than there were a year ago. Yeah. But you know, the canopies and the auroras trying to figure out how do they build brand in a regulated environment. Uh, So we're just giving them a lot of different opportunities, whether it's to the consumer or in in fact to the trade uh, side of the business. That's very cool. So for somebody that doesn't know Lift & Co, can you explain a little bit about specifically what you guys do? Yeah, I think it's best encapsulated as we help the producers, mm-hmm. the uh, you know the, the folks that you know in, yep. in the cannabis space, build brands and reach the right consumer. For and sure, and that's through a whole a variety of different channels. Yeah. So, I go to the website. I see a bunch of different brands, a bunch yeah. of different products. I see a lot of reviews. Yep. Very review heavy. Can you yep. expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So the consumer proposition, you know, uh, there's a handful of customers in this country who mm-hmm. actually know anything about the legal rec market. Yeah. Which brands? Uh, do they even have any brand awareness at all, let alone sort of affinity for specific brands? Mm-hmm. You know, when they walk into a store, what are they shopping for? Is mm-hmm. it sort of Indica versus Sativa? Is it THC versus a CBD product? Is it mm-hmm. a balance? What are the afflictions they, they've got? You know, what are they trying to cure for? And yeah. which products are actually going to map? So there's just no awareness right now of any of that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's really been the challenge, right? Yeah. So we're trying to build up revenue streams to help bring that information to the consumer. Yeah. And Lyft.co is, is an opportunity for them to share that information between themselves. So That's very cool. we kind of think of it as like the trip advisor of cannabis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, in, in a world where there's no information, we've got the definitive source of 
crowdsourced information yeah. on products. Which is everything, especially yeah. crowdsourced information because that's real information. That's yeah. people that are actually using the products. It's like going to like a Google My Business page. Exactly. You know, it's people are actually visiting this business. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. which is fantastic. Yeah. It's very interesting too. Um, can you expand like a little bit about like who this website's for? Like why should somebody sure. look at reviews? Like what's the purpose? Because yeah. there's a lot of people that are still sort of in the dark about like, you know, the new laws about cannabis, yeah. whether they're medical users or recreation users. Yeah. What's sort of the idea behind the reviews? Yeah, the folks who are in the dark yeah. uh, are exactly the types of people who should be coming to Lyft. Yeah. Um, so where we've got, you know, maybe 15% of the cannabis consuming population uh -huh. are dyed in the wool. You know, they've been potheads all their lives. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what they're buying. They've <laughs> been buying it illegally up till now. <laughs> okay. Uh, but they, they can walk into a store and make a very educated decision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the other 85% of the population who yeah. are you know, infrequent or just kind of curious for sure um, of that consuming population. Yeah. Um, this is this is the definitive source of information. You come on to Lyft, um, you know, you can read about different products. You can understand, you know, the experiences that other people have had. OK, uh, so it really helps to guide you through that purchase decision. We've yes. actually just launched an app, a consumer app. OK, um, we're we haven't put a lot of money behind it yet. So it's just sort of getting a little bit of organic traction. We're doing some beta testing. Great. I love and it. And the idea is that it brings all of that review information forward to the user when they're in the store. That's fantastic. So, yeah. you know, one one gap that the industry's really sort of uh, honed in on, yeah. consumer comes into a store and they're just looking around at all the shelves, you know, looking around at all the product, the menu boards. They have no idea what they're buying. They don't know what any of these products yeah. do. So they're automatically shunted to a face-to-face -face relationship with uh, the frontline staff. We call them the bud tenders. Okay. And those folks will tell them, oh, yeah, you know, you need to sleep, so I'm going to get you this balanced CBD yeah. product. Um, what we're doing is actually bringing that information forward. So it's like a disintermediation of the bud tender. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm looking for something for sleep. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Somebody seemed to like this product. For sure. I'm going to go buy that. Yeah, no, which makes a lot of sense. And I like the whole review idea. I'm a big review guy because sometimes when you go to a store, it, it, it doesn't, we don't have to talk about certain businesses, but yeah. just in general, when you go to a store, sometimes people aren't really as passionate about the product as, you know, as other people are. Yeah. Right. Like if you walk into like a sports store, some people are going to know specific shoes. Some people aren't going to know those specific shoes. Right. And I assume it's probably the same thing with cannabis. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's just basically based on opinion. Some people are more invested in the research. Some people are less invested in. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. 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 You've got high, in t you know, high degree of intensity yeah. in the category and you're, you know, really focused on it and spend a lot of time looking at it. Yeah. And for us, you know, we know that, you know, it's a bit of a slog, right? I mean, there's tons and tons of product out there. So for somebody new to the industry, you know, if they're sort of running through that list, there's yeah. a huge amount of information there. So we're like, you know what? Just put that information in someone's hands when they're in the store and they can match it against what products is on shelf. It's like, oh, okay, you know, that, yeah. that seems to get a good review. That works. Yeah, I can definitely see that app being very helpful because yeah. especially, you know, if you're only seeing names and just like, product like i guess descriptions on the board you might not know yeah exactly what it means i mean you're you know that's the whole premise behind a consumer app if it's going to actually get some traction it's got to solve a problem for somebody right yeah so yeah for sure i don't know if i don't know if shopping for cannabis is a problem but yeah uh, yeah <laughs> for some people it definitely will be but, yeah. but that's all good um yeah. what's the name of the app uh so it's the lift and co app lift so and co -app. Search lift and co in, uh, on in apple and google play store yeah perfect awesome yeah. that's yeah. awesome for the app for the website 
are you sort of catering to more people that are looking for medicinal medicinal use or recreation? Is yeah, just we are one hundred percent recreation focused. There okay. was a sort of an origin story for us originally. Mm-hmm. You know, getting medical users to to sort of share their their thoughts and experiences on the forum for sure. Uh, but as the rec market opened up, we sort of switched, and and that was a business decision. Yeah. that's obviously where all the consumer marketing dollars are. You know, the concentration of uh, of budget is there so. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I assume probably um, that it's similar to like something like you know, people that are into beers, like trying different craft beers totally. and stuff like that. I, I assume you probably have that as well. Yeah, I think we're... Looking to, like, try new things. 100%. Yeah. It's it's not as widespread. I think yeah. it's much more sort of that core group that really knows what they're, you know, what they've been buying every week. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, testing out... Um, in a very active way, I think a, a lot of kind of curious people are, are coming into stores and just randomly trying product. I'll take a little bit of this, a yeah, little yeah. bit of that, and test it out for themselves. And yeah. just see how what it, what they like about it. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, where do you see the industry headed in the future? Yeah, well, I think we all, you know, I won't be uh, setting the world on fire if I say 2020 is going to be a tough year for cannabis. Okay. Um, I do think it's probably going to shape out, uh, as far as the industry is concerned, the way that the beer market has yeah. in Canada, where... You get a couple of big players, and everything sort of consolidates around them, and then you've got a lot of craft okay. uh, who will either, you know, eke out some some market share and some premium positioning, For get sure. picked up by one of the big ones, um, and that's that's probably how it's going to shape up. Yeah. And I think you know this year is probably going to be a bit of a write-off for a lot of companies. Not a lot of cash. It's hard to get financing. Okay. There's a lot of oversupply, uh, overcapacity. Yeah. So they're running, you know, they're running pretty fat. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be some consolidation and streamlining, and then 2021. Yeah. Hopefully sooner, but probably that long. Uh, yeah. We should be looking, you know, much better as an industry. For sure. Uh, retail is opening up in Ontario through this year. That's going to bring on a lot of top line revenue. For sure. And I think finally the the forecast will catch up to reality. That's that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. because I think especially when like it became legal, like there was a huge boom. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, so. it's just investor. Yeah. Investor mania, right? So yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I c- I can imagine. That's amazing. Um, for your position at. Lyft and Co. So you're the chief revenue officer. What does that mean? What do, what do you do on a daily basis? What sort of that's is the your first focus? question everyone asks? Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Chief financial officer. Nobody ever asked that yeah. question, but yeah. revenue guy. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's you know at Lyft, especially small you know sort of startup. We're about forty people. Okay. Um, titles you know kind of mean something and kind of don't on any given day. Um, you know CMO, COO, yeah. CRO, whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, you just kind of jump in and manage where you need to. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you know, obviously, I'm tasked with you know driving revenue for the company. So for sure. You get involved in product development, so cohesion. You know, I was uh, sort of brought some of the original IP to the business. It was yeah. something I'd done before. Yeah. Um, and brought in a lot of the team that's now executing on that vision. Okay. So you know, just it means something different every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's very interesting. Yeah. So you don't deal with both like the internal and sort of like the external as well. Yeah, it's sense. it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. So our CEO uh, Matei Olaru is uh, is pretty well known in the space. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the original pioneers. That's amazing. Um, so we've got a bit of an internal external split. Usually he'd be sitting behind the microphone, but I think he was uh, otherwise <laughs> committed today. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's great though. It's it's very yeah. interesting. Um, for your daily routine, what does a typical day look like for you? You know what? It's honestly every day is different. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's startup world, right? So yeah. Uh, whatever project is sort of falling behind that day, whatever I- ideation session we've got to do, if you've got HR issues, you For know, sure. enabling the sales team and trying to work through issues they got with clients, it could be anything. For um, sure. Yeah. For sure. 
Um, what what is your morning routine look like? What time do you wake up? I I love what asking. Time do I wake yeah, up? yeah, I love uh, asking this question. Like, what do you do in the morning? Can all right. People, yeah, I've I've heard this is a getting bunch personal of here. This is getting very personal. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you some questions uh, too. That's fine. That's all good. <laughs> uh, get up at six forty-five. Uh, you know, it's a little bit. Of, I don't eat breakfast, but I gotta make breakfast for kids. Okay. Uh, we it. gotta get them out the door. Whoever walks them over to the school, which is right around the corner from I love my house. It, yeah. so. I'm uh, I'm really well set up. I'm two doors away from the school and two doors away from the subway. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, so you so you subway to work? Yeah. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Took the subway down here this morning, and hopefully, uh, yeah, you guys shouldn't come too close. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah hopefully the subways are clean. <laughs> hopefully they spray Lysol all throughout. Okay. Them. Yeah, I didn't see anyone spray it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, for your commute, are you listening to music? Just sitting there reading? What sort of? Yeah, podcasts actually. Great. Great. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite? Uh, I do. It's they're not business centric. It's a little bit more sort of global politics kind okay. of stuff. So I'll listen to some NPR. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So. You learn lots from those podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are great. It's very interesting. Yeah. I love finding out what sort of people do in their daily routine. I've yeah, heard a lot honest, of different things. Yeah. This morning I had to switch over to fantasy baseball podcast. I got a draft this weekend. Oh so, yeah. You know, a big baseball. As long guy? as we're being honest with each yeah, other. Yeah. No. That no. That was it. That's yeah. fantastic. What's your favorite team? <laughs> Oh come on! Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Only, only one answer to that question. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was seven when they first won the AL East, so that oh was yeah, like, you know, touch that's deep, a big right? yeah, that's a yeah. big moment. Yeah. yeah, hopefully we get one soon. Hopefully <laughs> yeah, we get I don't one think soon. so. I, I don't <laughs> think so either. Um, that's fantastic. So, in your life, are you learning anything new right now? Yeah, well, I mean, you're you've got such scope in these jobs. You're always kind of learning something new. For sure, new. yeah. Um, we're going through. Uh, you know, like the rest of the cannabis industry, we're mm-hmm. really evaluating, you know, what, what the future looks like for us. We're okay. doing a lot of things, and we know that, you know, from a business perspective, from an investor perspective, I mean, focus in general is important. Yeah. And we already kind of see, you know, where we can focus and really win yeah, uh, yeah. For, for all those stakeholders. For sure. Uh, so right now it's really about, you know, managing change through a pretty extensive pivot in a business. You Very know, you cool. take a business that was really sort of built up around trade shows okay. and turn it into a class-leading consumer insights data analytics business yeah that's a massive shift right it's yeah, a completely yeah. different organization so we're trying to work through that now um and every day it's you know whether it's you know where are we on that on that roadmap right yeah. down to like how is this affecting the people on the team yeah in ways that I'm, i may not see of course that's you know it's it's a it's a crash course in change management yeah every day which is very interesting because there's a crazy transition going yeah. from like the offline yeah to strictly like sort of online yeah. and sense of data heavy. Yeah. 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 Totally what, different skill sets. What sort of data are you guys managing? Yeah. So uh, it all sort of centers around the fact that on lift.co, in addition to reviews, mm-hmm. you know, for better part of a couple of years, we've been asking users when they register to upload receipts. So back then it was medical receipts. So it's like I went to the pharmacy, and, okay. you know, or actually bought it straight from the LPs. Here's mm-hmm. what I bought. I uploaded, I get some points you know, okay. towards a gift card or whatever. Great. So that's really evolved and expanded quite deeply. Okay. So now we've got receipt collection across the country. Consumers are coming in, you know, to win a contest or tickets or whatever, um, uploading their purchase receipt. And that's really the basis of a consumer segmentation play. That's great. Because yeah. now I can say, like, I know who you are and what you bought. Yeah. We build out, you know, really robust profiles on the backs of that. Yeah. And then, you know, we're harvesting all of this information, right? who these people are, you know, what are behavioral segmentation indicators? Of course. You know, what are they interested in, brands that they buy? uh, And from a cannabis perspective, what purchases were they making? What was in their basket? So it's really kind of end-to-end consumer data. Yeah. Uh, The industry, certainly in Canada, I think largely in the U.S., 
this is brand new. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. got this. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. So you're really getting a feel for your target market. Yeah. So you're really breaking them down. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it's a CPG industry, right? Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's got a growth story. You know, yeah. we grow in the mountains of whatever. Yeah. And the reality is, like, it's going to be a little bit like wine, right? Everybody's got a personal preference. Of course. There's a general understanding that some product is, you know, higher quality than yeah, others. Yeah. But the reality is... I might like a ten dollar bottle, and you might like a fifty dollar bottle, but for sure, we'll like it's a personal like. preference at the end of the Ultimately, day. Ultimately, yeah. it's yeah. brand that's going to yeah. win the day, right? For so sure. If you can't yeah. build a brand, um, you're probably not going to be able to, you know, to steal share or charge premium margins or any of that. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to be able to compete for sure. So we're enabling them to do that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what does twenty twenty and beyond have in store for you guys? What are your big goals for the next year? You said yeah. the next year might be rough, but sort of what are the well, goals? Well, yeah, though? I mean, it's it's rough for everybody. So yeah. frankly, I think the entire industry just right for now the is industry, just yeah. batting down the hatches, yeah. get through 2020, conserve capital, you know, yeah. right-size the organizations, yeah. but don't lose sight of the fact that for sure. brands are on the shelves, retail's rolling out, we have to continue to invest yeah. and build those brands just much more cost-effectively than we've been doing of so course. far. Cool. And for us, I think it's a little bit the same, right? Just... Cool. Uh, you know, continue to build out against the roadmap for data Cool. and think about, you know, the other assets we've got. How do they all sort of tie in together? Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah. And that's obviously important to grow your business. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. And just meet new cons- consumers. Yeah. Um, for um, just people looking to maybe try cannabis, whether they're medicinal or recreational yeah. users, what do you recommend for those people? What's uh, the phrase? Uh, start low, go slow. Okay, um, yeah. Sure. Uh, if you've never tried it before, the worst, you know, personal experience. Yeah. My first experience was not a good one. I probably okay. overdid it. Didn't know what I was doing. I okay. was 17 or whatever. Okay. And shied away from it for a long time <laughs> as a result. Um, the reality is, uh, you know, take a little bit. Don't go beyond five milligrams of THC. Mm-hmm. Take a nice little balance and uh, and and get comfortable with that and then go from there. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people listening. Some, you know, might be users. Some people may not have ever like yeah. tried it before. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's very important to talk about because yeah. you know, as with a lot of new things, just in general, there's a lot of stigmas behind stuff, yeah. not a lot of information, whether it's educational, and you guys are really setting the stage for yeah. you know the industry, yeah. right? So I, I think back to my first alcohol experience, it wasn't a whole lot better than that one. So yeah. you know, it's <laughs> kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so when people are looking to learn more about a specific, I guess, product, of uh even if it's not like a cannabis product i know you guys have a lot of accessories and stuff on your website yep what should they be looking for other than say reviews like is there any sort of Um, key factors that sort of i don't know that sort of uh add into the uh the actual product that they should be looking for so if it's a cannabis product what's the difference between like say the thc versus the cbd i'll I'll do my best yeah yeah, just goes off in a bunch of different directions yeah uh so those in the industry are starting to talk about other characteristics of the plant, yeah. of the flower, um, that people should be aware of. But the vast majority of the population mm-hmm. is not. So there's something in the industry that we that are well. There's a chemical called terpenes, okay, uh, which is effectively I'm going to butcher this. If anybody is listening <laughs> to this who actually knows the answer, <laughs> For sure. um, it is the the notes of taste and smell in the bud. Okay, so they're not you know. Um, psychoactive chemicals or anything that they're not cannabinoids but they are you know when i smoke this i taste pine 
and okay. lemon and stuff like that. So that sort of goes into the change of the different brands, like a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's so very hard in the industry to keep consistency. Okay. So it's kind of like wine, you know, like yeah. this year's vintage will be different than next year's of based course, on yeah. the growing season and For how much sure. rain we got and all that stuff. So it's kind of similar that way. Keeping yeah. it consistent is of difficult. Course. But uh, generally speaking, you know, if I buy this, it's gonna it's going to smoke. It's going to taste a little bit different than this one. Mm-hmm. And it's a personal preference issue. So yeah. there are some product sort of characteristics that are, I think the industry is really trying to promote because it gives them a basis for differentiation. Yeah. I don't know if the average consumer has any idea yeah. what it is before they've tried it. Of course. Um, outside of that, I think, yeah, it's really about what is it that I'm looking to accomplish? Am I just looking to have a fun on a Friday night? Am yeah. I looking to sleep better? Mm-hmm. Um, and then figuring out which product, which type of, sort of formulation works better for them yeah yeah which makes a lot of sense because yeah. even going back to the consistency thing you know you get that with any product yeah. you know like even coffee when you go to a coffee shop you get the exact same thing yeah. the consistency thing like if you go to you know a starbucks the coffee may not always be the same yeah depending on who's making it where in that uh, sort of coffee pod the coffee totally. is yeah like the yeah. strength does change yeah. um that's very interesting yeah um in terms of your journey so starting and sort of entering the cannabis industry. Yeah. How did that start? Yeah, personally, um, so I'm uh, originally strategy consulting, and then I was working big publishers, so I was a tour star for a bunch of years. Okay. Uh, Autotrader.ca. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And then went small cap, so uh, I was working for a private equity firm in Toronto. Okay. Uh, that had a little sort of, you know, digital media business. They were looking for an exit, turn it around, okay. and get the revenue up, so, uh, so I took the plunge into that. Very and cool. It was a really similar story to the to to the Lyft story. Yeah, um, you know, smallish digital publisher niche audience, pretty valuable niche audience mm-hmm. to those advertisers who want to reach it. Yeah, um, but couldn't really scale. Right, we only had digital media. We didn't have trade shows. So yeah, how do you turn this little publisher into something worth you know meaningful yeah. dollars? So we converted it into a data business and weren't working with Nielsen, but it was sort of a similar construct. Yeah, and started to sell those contracts out right uh, to. Uh, to banks and insurance companies for for that data. Yeah. So we did get an exit, and then uh, I was on the beach, did some startup work um, cool. for uh, for a couple of different companies, mortgage business called Rateco.ca. Okay. Cool. Shameless plug. Very cool. Uh, but then I <laughs> uh, had gotten to know Matei uh, pretty well over the last couple of years, Very and cool. he was telling me about the opportunity. I was like, okay, you know what? That sounds strikingly similar to what I've just been through. So yeah. I might have a playbook that we could run. And uh, so was it already started? Was Lyft and Co already? Oh yeah, yeah. Oc- cool. Yeah, we the business had already been running for really in its current form for mm. the last two or three years. Okay. Before that, so yeah. Before that, yeah. and then you sort of jumped on board, and then yeah. now you're here. Yeah. The premise was, you That's know, great. we need to build something scalable and yeah. you know valuable for investors and trade shows. It's very difficult to do that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just I love it because it's such an interesting industry yeah. because it's so and like the innovation that's coming from the industry right now yeah because you know there's a lot of stuff happening a lot of new trends that people are trying to meet well, a lot of it's new tools it's great when you think about it you know google and facebook dominate digital media advertising course, yeah everywhere in the world except for the cannabis industry yeah. where they won't touch it right which actually does foster a lot of innovation because all of a sudden you've got a lot of startup businesses rather than trying to work their way around yes. the behemoths yeah they can just go straight up the middle and say no no, no i'm going to take this now this is my yeah. opportunity uh, yeah. and that's kind of what we're doing which is crazy yeah, yeah. It's, it's very cool though where else are you going to find that right yeah it's very cool because i love like what you guys are doing with technology because you're taking something that seamless you know like just a cannabis product just a physical product and you're spinning tech on it yeah 
and yeah. just changing the industry. It's amazing. Yeah, we don't we don't touch the plant. We don't grow. We don't yeah. sell. It's just very cool. Yeah, it's just it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's a fun. I I gotta be honest. This is the most fun I've had in my career. Yeah, I can imagine. So, like yeah, it's I just a wild ride. as an like an outside person, like looking in to yeah. sort of the cannabis and it just looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Like a lot of yeah. innovation, a lot of, you know, startup vibes as well. Parties are great. I, I can imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, we'll do a couple more questions. Sure. And one of the last questions I want to ask you is if somebody is thinking about like sort of getting into the cannabis industry, like whether they just graduated from school or just looking to switch sort of the industries. Yeah. What do you recommend for them? Uh, right now, my answer is probably different than it would have been a year ago. I think this year is going to be tough. So I think, you know, there are jobs out there, certainly, but I think that's come down quite a bit. There's mm -hmm. probably a lot of folks who were, yeah. you know, in the market who had yeah. been working in cannabis. Yeah. So I think 2020 will be tough. Yeah. Um, but I think the long-term prognosis for the industry really hasn't changed. It's yeah. just, you always find, you know, investors, I never hear a bad investment thesis. Mm. I just never hear the right timing. Yeah, yeah. Timing sure. is kind of everything, right? Yeah. So the premise that this will turn into a multi-billion dollar massive you know national industry sure. that premise hasn't changed of it's course. just a question of how fast that's going to happen of course yeah, yeah yeah business cycles are all part of it in any yeah. industry it's just how it is yeah yeah so yeah. um so patience yeah yeah, yeah. patience and yeah. try it out i 2021 guess. should be better yeah 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 fantastic i love it so the last thing that we're going to do today is just the question of the day um and then we'll wrap up so what I want you to do is just ask a question to the audience. It could be anything. Oh it could be something that they can ponder when they're walking, you know, to the subway today. Okay. Whatever they're doing, it can be anything. So All it could right. be like, what is your favorite, I don't know, cannabis tool? And hopefully their answer is always Lift & Co. All right. Um, yeah. It can be anything that you want. I, would, I hate to say it, and it's really sad given the day. Okay. First question that came to my mind was like, are you washing your hands for 20 seconds? That's a great question. <laughs> and that is a question everybody <laughs> needs to ask themselves today. I must admit, I don't think I am. Yeah, no. And I have to get on that. No, I think we all do. It's all good. Um, all right. I think that's it for today. All right. Thanks we, for we'll having me. We'll cut this short, but thank you so much for coming on. I really yeah, sure. appreciate it. It was great to talk and sort of uh, learn a little bit more about cannabis and Lift and & Co. Sounds good. And your journey as well. Thanks very fantastic. much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Until next time, peace out. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Living the Canadian Dream podcast. Today's episode was another gem, another gem from the vault, an amazing episode, a lot of fun to record, and this entire series has been so much fun. I have been recording these episodes on the conference floor at the DX3 conference in Canada, in Toronto, and it has been amazing. So I've been here March 10th and March 11th. If you do not know what DX3 is, if you've never been to the DX3 conferences before, please make sure you check out their website at dx 3 canada.com for more information about their com conferences events all that sort of good stuff because you do not want to miss out on those opportunities if you want to write to them also check out their email info at dx3canada.com hit them up let them know how much you love these podcasts because they want to hear from you okay other than that this entire series has been amazing you want to listen to all of these episodes because there are takeaways from every single episode and you are going to learn from some amazing people. So please listen to the entire episode. Check out dx3canada.com. But make sure you also check out livingthecanadiandream.com. 
Follow Living the Canadian Dream on Instagram, Twitter, all that sort of good stuff. And also follow Bradley Thompson at I am Brad Thompson across all platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Want to get your TikTok on? Check out I am Brad Thompson on TikTok because it is always amazing. Okay. Other than that, thank you so much to DJI Media for the support. Always supporting the podcast. They are the best. Thank you, DJIMedia.ca. You're awesome. That's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, keep on keeping and get after it. (laughs) 